right now what we're supposed to be doing is talking to um, uh, Sean Donnelly, who is at the uh, our good friend's, uh, uh, Rick Bronson, Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. And here's what happened, Cheryl. Somehow, the information got, uh, uh, there was an information superhighway jam up because Sean and Mandy showed up at the studio this morning. So I've called, I know that I sent the email saying that we, uh, we weren't going to be in studio today. I know I sent it. So, um, but sometimes uh, uh, there's an email issue or something. So I've called Mandy and left her the message uh, and asked her to call this number. So uh, we'll see if we get a call from Sean Donnelly. But we feel terrible about that. By the way, uh, Sean Donnelly, who is an uh, uh, incredibly funny guy, uh, and he's Irish. I don't know if you know that or not. Sean Donnelly. He is at the... Um, he is, it's not the, it's Rick Bronson, Rick Bronson's House of Comedy, which is at 5350 East, hold on, hold on, wait for it, High Street, High Street, um, in what used to be, it used to be called uh, City North, uh, right off the 101 between 56th and Tatum, it's an entertainment district, you can park at one end of the street and uh, pub crawl all the way to the other, you can start out at Blue Martini and work your way all the way up to uh, Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. Although they opened up a great uh, uh, dance joint right next to Rick's, too. And Rick has, um, he has something no one else has in town. You know what he's got? He's got an outdoor patio with misters. Not like any, not just misters and misses, but misters. So it's, but right now is a perfect night to sit outside. Uh, they got a great lounge, and then they have a great outdoor patio. And if you want to check out uh, probably one of the classiest comedy clubs I or anyone else has ever entered, you want to go to Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. What I like about it is when you, let's say you were just were walking in, you're walking down the street with comedy, okay, let's check it out. Um, you could actually uh, uh, walk into there not knowing who the comics are and go, we're going to have a good time. I can already tell. But then you're going to see some great shows there all the time. Uh, a lot of our good friends perform there on a regular basis. Sean Donnelly tonight, I hope this isn't like an elaborate April Fool's joke. I mean, Sean's going to be there. This whole thing where we're missing the interview with Sean. But Sean Donnelly will be at uh, Rick Bronson's House of Comedy tonight for two shows, Saturday for two shows, Sunday for one show. Uh, for our tickets and information, go to houseofcomedy.net, houseofcomedy.net. So uh, we're still waiting to see if we're going to get an interview with him. And I feel bad that Mandy drove to the studio. And you know what is Eric at our, our receptionist? We have a receptionist. That's how far you and I have come. We have a, and it's a dude. No, 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 Mandy called, Mandy called the number. So Mandy has the number. She has the information. Uh, we're going to see what happens. We'll see, uh, hold on, I'm looking at something here. Let me see what I can see here. Uh, there's a message, no, it's just a message I sent myself. So I'm seeing a 516 number here. You know what, I'm going to call it. I'm going to call this number and see if we get Sean Donnelly. We're calling it now. We're calling it right as we speak. We're gonna see if we get Sean. This is this is this is Renegade Radio. Is this Hello? is this Sean? Yes, it is. Sean, you've just won a new car. No, Sean. You know who this is? This is a guy who you were looking for earlier. This is Tony Visick from uh, Comedy Schools. Yeah, hey, went by your office, man. You took off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. All right, let me let me explain myself, okay? 
They told me you were coming, so we split. No, here's what happened. It's not that at all. We had contacted. I, I'm going to take the blame. Oh, for no, it. no, don't worry about it. I know what happened. It was a mix up with email. Don't worry about it. You don't have to explain it. I, I totally get it. I was just messing with you. I know, I know. And, 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 and uh, no, I know that. I know that. So, uh. Yeah, you know, I, I totally understand. I was going to take the hit, though, Sean. I'm going to take the hit. I'm going to say that because my, my wife, who produces the show, is looking at me the way a wife looks at you, even when you've done everything right, going, it had to be you. So, uh. Anyway, don't you think I have a lovely office? Oh, it's very nice. Yeah, it's great. Well, Sean, we, you know, we, uh, we were just talking about your show, uh, and we didn't know if this was some elaborate April Fool's prank, because we went, all right, maybe Rick Bronson's pulling a uh, April Fool's prank on us. But no, but you, um, you are at uh, the House of Comedy tonight. I am. I'm at the House of Comedy tonight and tomorrow. It's two shows. Uh, no Sunday show? Uh, no Sunday show. I have to fly back to New York. You're going back to New York. All right, cool, cool. So uh, people have a chance to see you uh, tonight and tomorrow night. Is this your first time with at, at, uh, at, Rick, at Rick's Club here in Scottsdale? No, no, it's my second time. I was here last February, so I, uh, this is my second time here. I'm really excited. So we were t- we were just talking about Rick's Club, about how um, uh, a lot of clubs uh, have kind of a uh, funky demeanor about it, but this is, um, do you ever walk into Rick's Club? Uh, like the first time I walked in there, I went, I don't belong here. Wait, what, what, I'm sorry, I couldn't really hear you. What I you said the, the first time I walked into Rick Bronson's club, I went, I don't belong here. This is too nice for me. Oh, yeah, no, it's a very it's very nice. The decor is very fancy. I know what you mean. Cause I don't, I don't, I'm from Queens, so I don't feel like I belong either. But, yeah, he does a great job with these clubs. They're all very top-notch, the way they're uh, the way they're designed and the feel of it, and everybody's really cool and everything. So, yeah, it's like you walk in, it's like a classy experience. So, you know, you've done all these shows, man. You've done uh, uh, The Late Show with David Letterman. You've done Live at Gotham. You've done Comedy Central. Um, uh, you've done all these things. Uh, I had a friend one time, and he, he told me, he goes, you know, it's, it's a weird thing being a stand-up. He goes, because when you do television, they bring you in, and you're in a studio, and oftentimes you're in the green room with uh, famous people you wanted to meet. He goes, and the next thing you know, you're in a rental car driving to Iowa. So what's the experience like for you? Do you dig the whole thing? Are there ups and downs to it? Uh, you mean as far as stand-up goes or doing TV? Uh, well, for, first off, let's talk about TV. Is, is it all a positive for you or sometimes is it nerve-wracking? Oh, yeah, TV, I, I enjoy it. It can be, you know, it's, it's, as you do more and more of it, you get you get used to it. So what happens is, um, uh, so what happens is, you, like when I did Letterman, that was my first, uh, my first TV appearance. So all you're thinking of is like, don't mess this up, don't mess this up, don't mess this up. But... As you do it more and more, you get kind of used to it. You get you get used to a camera being in your face. Uh, I haven't done a ton of TV, but I've done enough now where I'm way more comfortable than the first time I did it. So, yeah, there's there's that moment where before you go out, the, the crazy part about the, about Letterman, which is is my first late night spot, and um, the crazy thing is you're in the green room and it's it's like regular room temperature. But I don't know if you know this. Uh, because they wanted to keep the audience awake, they would keep the theater at like 63 degrees or something like that. It was like <laughs> a little bit cool in the theater. So when you got out on that stage, it was like a burst of oxygen just coming in your face. Just You could feel like the energy and like the, you know, you woke up like immediately. Like it, it actually helps your set because you're awake. You know, you're not, you're not groggy. You're not like too much your head too much. You actually get like a burst of energy. So it was kind of cool. So yeah, they keep you in a green room and then you pop out and it's, it's a really a lot of fun. But yeah, I, I enjoy the experiences on TV, man. Like, I, I, everybody you deal with is, is, is usually really cool. And, uh, like, I've done Letterman and Conan, and they were very different experiences. Letterman was a very New York late-night experience, and Conan was, like, 
uh, you're in LA and you're on a sound stage and it's like a bullpen style like green room where you're hanging out with the guests like um, one of the guys from 12 Years of Slave was on the show when I did it and he was really nice so like you get I got I, I've gotten I've gotten all different types of experiences when it comes to like waiting to go on and then going on TV so yeah I, I enjoy it I have a lot of fun and I'll, I pretty much take whatever opportunities I can so your your first TV shot was Letterman you didn't there was no basic cable before that or anything I did do, what happened was, I, uh, yeah, Letterman was the first thing that aired, but I taped, I had a Comedy Central spot that I did, that I taped before, but it didn't air until after Letterman. So yeah, Letterman was August, and the following October, I was on a Comedy Central show called Adam Devine's House Park. So yeah, Letterman was like my network TV debut and my TV TV debut. That is pretty cool, man. Um, when you were at the Letterman show, did you stand there and go, the Beatles played this room? Do you really, you know, because it was the old Ed Sullivan Theater. Yeah, it kind of after you're done, you kind it kind of freaks you out. You kind of you know you're pretty taken back by the idea that that's where the Beatles first that was where they were on Ed Sullivan. That's really really insane, you know. Hey, I want to when you when you before my set, you're not really thinking of it because you're thinking about the set and I just want to get it right. But when I was done, I really took it all in and I tried to like take mental pictures of what was going on. You know. Did you have any mental pictures of like uh, the guy who spun plates? On the Ed Sullivan show, remember that? Where the guy would, like, he'd have a stick and he'd spin plates under it. You, you may be too young to remember that, but as a kid, uh, if we were... I think, I think I do remember that guy, yeah. I, I might have seen clips of him later on or something, yeah. but yeah. I, I remember the big ones. I remember, like, uh, what was that? Like, I remember the, the Beatles, and I think... Wouldn't, wouldn't Ethel Merman do uh, that television show? Everybody did, yeah. Okay. Ethel Merman. Yeah, everybody did it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just know about the clips. I'm a little bit too young for to admit that when it was on. I didn't really watch it, but because uh, I was born in '78. But I do. I've seen tons of clips, and I know. I know my dad and my mom used to watch it a bunch. Yeah. Well, I, I remember as a kid, we'd be waiting for the Beatles or the Rolling Stones or you know any of like a, a hundred uh, rock groups that. Uh, we're on that show, but first he'd have on a guy who was spinning plates, or he'd have a lady come out and just do a poem, you know. And you're just sitting there, just flipping around like a fish on a on a on a hot sidewalk, you know, just going, oh, yeah. "Get this guy off!" Uh, but when I think oh, back, yeah. when I think back on it, I go, "You know what?" There's been times in my life I go, "Man, I wish I know how to spin those plates," because um, that guy made a good living doing that. He was on TV. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think that wasn't that. That show was famous for that. He would just have all. It was almost like a, it really was a variety show. It wasn't like how it is now, where you have the celebrity guests and maybe the stand-up or the musical act. It, it was more like, hey, we just have random stuff from, the country, from across the country. I watched Douglas Fairbanks Jr. come out and do a Rudyard Kipling poem one time, and that was it. And just walk off. Was, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And that, then he would have like a rock group right after that, right? Yeah, and then right after that, about. right after that, the Doors. So. um... Let me ask you this, yeah. Sean. It, it, you, you play a lot of clubs all over the country, uh, big and small. Have you ever been playing a club and, like, maybe an older female clientele come in thinking you're the actor from General Hospital? Oh, oh. The <laughs> 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 people think I'm that guy? Is yeah. That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the only thing, the only thing I have uh, to help me is that that was a, a long time ago. And, but it's funny, but when I, was, when I was a kid, people thought I was named after him because... <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I, I definitely. Uh, I hold on, sorry. I um, I definitely never got mistaken for the for the character from General Hospital. <laughs> no, nobody's actually ever mentioned it, which I'm shocked at. No, I, I just people used to mention it back in the day to me more than they do now. 
I could just imagine because I, I I've seen this, this sort of thing before. I can't I can't pin it down specific right now, but I I could just imagine like a, a bunch of eighty year old ladies, uh, which you know if anybody if any lady is is lucky to you live to be eighty, but coming out thinking that they were going to see the guy from General Hospital and going. I'm sure that's happened. I'm sure. I'm sure they think that. Also, there's a New York Giant right now named Sean Donnelly. So I'm wondering if some people think they're going to see that. And I, I guess they show up and they're like, "No, this is not the body of a football player. This is the body of a retired football player." Now you named your uh, you named your dog Rickles. I did after Don Rickles. Yeah, I like that. I liked it very much. Was uh, oh, thanks. Yeah. Was he a big influence in your life? Not Don Rickles, your bulldog. Uh, my bulldog, yeah. Well, I, I do have a, I have a chunk of jokes about my bulldog, so yeah, he was definitely an influence. And Don Rickles as well. Don Rickles was. I used to watch Don Rickles, clips of Don Rickles all the time, and I would watch uh, Don Rickles movies with my dad and stuff like that, and him on the Tonight Show. So it was really great. All right, so one one final question, because uh, I know you're in a car, and I, I you know I appreciate you picking up the phone, man, and uh, we got this all squared away. And the next time you you come in the studio, uh, uh, we'll make sure the door is open. Um, Oh, thank you, man. Okay, you uh, you're from New York, correct? Yes, I am. I'm from okay. I'm from Long Island originally, like, right near Queens. I'm from like Queens. All right. So, and you have played Boston. What'd you say? You have played Boston, Massachusetts. I played Boston. Yeah, I have. Do you ever get people when you say you're from New when you when you say you're from New York and you're in Boston? Do they begin booing because of the Yankees and uh, Red Sox rivalry? Um, yeah, you get, yeah, you'll get a little bit of heckling going on in Boston if you say you're from New York. It, also, I, I don't know if you've seen a picture of me, but I kind of look like I'm from Boston. You so do? When I tell people that, yeah, when I tell people I'm from New York, they get kind of shocked. They think I'm like a longshoreman from Boston, basically. So, but yeah, I don't have a New York look to me, so I, I, I make it a pass because people think I'm from Massachusetts. But yeah, you get, you know, in, especially in Boston, you get like, uh, you get people yelling out Red Sox, Yankees suck a little bit, but not too, too bad. I think the comedy audience is they try not to bring the sports in the middle of it, unless you have a Boston Red Sox talk scope, you know what I'm saying? You know, we are, we are looking at a picture of you, and you're a damned handsome man. I'm going to say that. I'm just going to say it. Oh, thank you so okay. much. Thank you. And you also look like if... Um, um, if I was gonna, if we, if we were gonna make uh, um, uh, the gangs of New York two, uh, that you could actually play in the gangs of New York, you know, dealing with eighteen uh, forties uh, five points in New York City, you got there, and you also look like you could be the bass player in Mumford and Sons. So, um, and those are compliments. Did I just lose him? Oh wow! What happened? What happened? Was that us? No, no, you know what? They must have went through a tunnel or something. Wow, yeah, I think we lost him. But you know what? That was a good interview. And uh, listen, if you can hear us, Sean, if you can hear us, um, I just paid you the highest compliment by saying you look like you could be in Gangs of New York, too, or you could be uh, uh, the bass player in Mumford & Sons. Uh, you just got that, uh, you got that old-time, uh, authentic look, man. We appreciate that. You know what? I'm going to sign off from him here. Uh, there we go. Uh, that was, you know what, you know, you know how you can tell a pro, uh, usually because they're standing in the corner in a short skirt, or, or uh, when you're talking to a comic man and we've caught him on the fly, uh, I got a message from uh, um, the House of Comedy. Uh, I'm going to take the hit. I'll say it was my fault. Uh, but Sean actually went to our studio this morning and we weren't there and we tracked him down in his car 
and was able to get a hold of him. And uh, and he, man, he hit it right off, right, right out of the park. He was on. Is very good, very good. And he's um, he is at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy tonight for two shows. And set. there's so much good comedy going on in the Greater Phoenix area this week. You know that's why we're hightailing it back down. We're cutting our vacation short. Uh, uh, because there's just so many great shows going on. And we're going to be talking to more of the people doing great shows in just a moment. But if you want to see Sean uh, Donnelly, then you go to houseofcomedy.net, houseofcomedy.net, okay? Uh, you do that, or or even do this, do this, okay? Uh, call, call the House of Comedy, and I'm looking for their phone number right away here, right now, uh, and I'm not finding it. Uh, contact. Here we go. 480-420-3553. 480-420-3553. Tell them that you listen to Sean Donnelly on this show and see if they'll hit you with a couple of uh, free tickets. Their address, ad- ad- exact address, 5350 East High Street, Phoenix, Arizona, House of Comedy. What a gentleman. What a funny guy. What great stories. Sean Donnelly. We're going to take the briefest of breaks, and then we're going to come right back and talk to uh, Kate Quigley. 